thanks to Buy Association for supporting the Property Insiders podcast. Buy Association is an award-winning investment company specialising in the UK property market. For more information, visit buyassociation.co.uk. Hi, I'm your host Charlie Fisher and welcome to the Property Insiders podcast. In this episode, we're stepping outside of London and into the English countryside. We'll explore why buyers relocate, find out the insider scoop of the areas that are up and coming and discover the best value postcodes outside of London. I'm joined today by UK Sotheby's international realty agents, John Fisher and Jason Corbett. Good morning. Good morning. How are you both today? Well, it's my birthday, so I'm feeling pretty chipper, so... Happy birthday, <laughs> Thank John! Thank you kindly. <laughs> what a great way to celebrate. Sure it will be. Now, we've spoken a lot about property in London on this podcast. I would love to find out what's going on outside of London in the countryside. Well, do you want to kick off, Jason? The market itself is fine for well-priced properties. If a property's, if a property's priced at the marketplace, it, it will sell well. There's enough people looking. We do find that there's a lot of people waiting for to see what happens with Brexit. I just wish a decision was made because life would be a lot easier for everybody around where we are and in the greater country where the decision's made and that need to, or that feeling of waiting to see will dissipate and then I think market will return to normality. There's enough people wanting to sell and enough people wanting to buy. It's just no one's committing. And mm. well, not when I say no one, I mean fewer people than normal are committing. But there's a, a big demand, I think, as soon as Brexit is dealt with, whether it's remain or leave, we'll see the market bounce back quite clearly. I know John has a longer-term view on that one than I do. But yeah, I think I'd echo in part what Jason says. There's no doubt that Brexit has caused, put a great break upon the market without, I think, the lack of understanding of what is going to happen has made people sit on their hands and just wait. There are people who clearly want to do something but uh, are not sure whether it's the time to do it or what the future holds for them. So it's, it's caused the transaction levels to drop dramatically. But again, as Jason says, if the property is well-priced, and people are looking for bargains, if it is well-priced, it will sell. And there are people there to buy. What's interesting about that, John, though, is that people focus a lot on the value of their own property as opposed to the value they get within the transaction. And by that, I mean, I personally believe that once Brexit is resolved and people have settled as to what's going to happen, prices will start to recover. There is a sufficient demand for prices to recover. Now, the point being that what tends to happen is that people buy properties when there is a rush on. So when they see someone else like a property, they rush to buy it because they think, well, if it's someone else likes it, then we have to buy it. But it doesn't make fine, good economic sense. And by that, I mean, in a market where prices are down and you're buying up, if you take a property that's worth a million pounds, that's your property, and you're buying a property at two million pounds, the difference is a million pounds. If the market falls by, say, 10%, which it has done in some areas, the difference isn't a million pounds anymore. Your million pound property has fallen by 100,000 pounds to 900,000. Your two million pound property has fallen by 200,000 to 1.8. So the difference is now £900,000. So you are £100,000 better off for that fall for the majority of people who are upsizing. Of course, the few that are downsizing in value, that works against them, but the majority market is upsizing. Now, of course, if you wait for the market to rise when you're feeling better about your own house, the opposite occurs. Gone from a million pound difference to 1.1 million pound difference, and it's not sensible. Right now, there are sellers who are looking to sell their property and you can get a bargain. It's actually a great time to buy, really. It's the best time to buy. Hey, absolutely. If the properties are out there, 
correctly priced because be they domestic purchases or be they foreign purchases with a who obviously have currency advantages they're still looking for what they perceive to be a bargain and i think that it is a good time to buy but people are looking for bargains that's absolutely right the price we're asking might well be the market value whereas another agent may have suggested on another house something which is 10% over the market value. When they look at the underlying values, right now it's probably as good a time to buy as they ever will find because it's absolutely certain that after Brexit, once people know what they're doing, the market will turn to normality. We don't know what that normality is, whether that's 100% or 120%. We don't know what that is, but it will be normal, and normal markets go up and down. It's not held back and pinned as it is now. So from that pinning point, it will go up. And I think the unfortunate thing for those buyers is that the choice is not as great today as they might have liked. If you address an estate agent just on email and refuse to speak to them, they they have nothing to back up what you're looking for. Whereas if you get to know your estate agent well, they will understand precisely what it is you're looking for in detail. And they can contact the many valuations of market appraisals that we do daily and say, actually, do you know what? I know of a property and they might just be willing to contact a person who's not on the market yet and let them know that you're there. It may be they're waiting on the right opportunity and they're too worried about putting their property on the market because they fear it'll be on the market for ages and not sell. But if you've got a ready buyer, it's worthwhile asking. Uh, and we always, we, it's something that we're always looking to do, looking to put chains together, looking to put deals together where they might not be readily available. Good agency used to be about putting a, a buyer in front of a, a seller even when it's off the market, we still do that. But we can only do that with people who will talk to us. We, you know, we, don't, we don't have a magic telephone number to people anymore. We have to wait for them to call us. And when they spend the time talking to us and spend the time getting to know us and getting to know what information we require, we can go out of our way to help people. We're looking to do deals. And I think it's fair to say we do have. You know, we do have a number of people that we've been talking to who have said to us, this is what we're looking for. We're looking for a house with this sort of characteristics, in terms of bedrooms, in terms of location, maybe size of land, who are looking for that something special. So we know that. And as soon as something comes across our path that may be looking to come to the market, we can put that deal together. That's the value of an agent. Why are buyers moving from the big smoke? There's lots lifestyle. of answers to that. Yeah, it's lifestyle, think, schooling. Yeah. You can upsize but down value. So you can pay off some of your mortgage. I think it, it also depends on the age. Someone who is much, much older, they're moving out to retire to pay off their mortgage. Someone who is younger is moving out because they want a bigger house, bigger bedrooms for their children, etc. But they must remain in a commuting area, whereas the retiree doesn't need to do that. So a retiree can actually look for better value. But someone moving for when they're younger is looking for bigger space. That's very simplistic, isn't it, John? But it's, I think it is. I think people with families, they're looking to move out of uh, out of smoke, so to speak, almost quite literally in, in some cases. They perceive there to be a healthier lifestyle out in the country, and that, I have to confess, is, is the case. They might be moving into the hills, uh, they might be moving down to the coast, all of which are perceived to give a more healthy and a more agreeable lifestyle. Jason mentioned schools. There is a whole load of excellent schools in both sectors side of London, that is a driving force for people. Essentially, people are getting more for their money than in London. Often, again, it depends where you go. Yes, essentially they are. What you tend to find is there are pockets like Cobham, for example. It's priced not too dissimilar from Parsons Green. But what you tend to get is where you've got four bedrooms in Parsons Green that might be 2,000 square foot. Your four bedrooms in Cobham for the same money might be 4,000 square foot. 
So you're getting the same number of bedrooms, but each one's just a little bit bigger. So, yeah, you're getting better value for money often, but it depends where you're coming from. So, you know, if you're coming from an area which is less valuable than Parsons Green moving to Cobham, then perhaps you're not getting what you want. It's about where you move from and where you move to. But again, a good agent will actually give you guidance on that. There are some great facilities. Rightmove has a great facility for this as well, there, to, to find out places which you can afford in your price range for the size that you're looking for. And Jason mentioned about commuting, the, the need to have um, places within a commutable distance. And that makes such a difference to what you're paying for it. If you're close to the main line station that goes in terminuses in town, then you're going to be paying a lot more than if you can't do that. And that is certainly something with people relocating out of London. They're still working in London, want to relocate for the lifestyle, but they need to be close to that station that's going to get them in in reasonable time. And what we find is actually quite interesting is how certain parts of particularly uh, the South, where certain parts are now starting to find favour because people are realising the commute time is really quite good. I had an interesting example not long ago that to get from Rye to Canary Wharf was as quick by train as to get from Holland Park to Canary Wharf. Oh, wow. Now, that really surprises you. And Rye on the south coast. Rye right yeah. on the south coast, yeah, Sankport. You can see so you can have the you can have the the, the seaside the seaside totally lifestyle and, and be totally there just different. as quickly as you can in, if you're coming from the middle of town. Yeah, which only serves to highlight just how interesting Kent and East Sussex are becoming these days because people are waking up to the fact that prices are still quite reasonable there, but they're getting great value for money and they're getting an advantage in the commuting. So that's a definite factor. Think, think Kent. you you quite like Kent don't you John but interestingly Kent is one of those areas with places like Sevenoaks Tunbridge where you've got excellent schooling and you've got excellent commuter links it's a lot and it's a lovely part of the world the wheeled country is very pretty well worth living in we were talking on the train on the way here John weren't we about other areas and we were talking about areas of of Mm. Shropshire and areas of Yorkshire and even the Lake District yes in yeah. Dorset, areas where it's not so easy to get into London very quickly, but where you've still got remarkably good value mm. for money. Take two counties, Suffolk and Dorset, neither of which have motorways in them, but are really excellent value in the country. If you want to move out and perhaps don't have the imperative of commuting, go to Suffolk, go to Dorset. And they both have great market towns yeah. and they both have amazing facilities and lifestyle and air and you know it's just lovely, but... You don't move there to commute into London unless you've got a helicopter. Because the market at the moment is so flat, it's very difficult to perceive where people are desperately wanting to go outside of the traditional areas. I think what people are realising is that as you go further north of the capital, I think they're understanding there is great value. Such as Hertfordshire, for example. Hertfordshire and pushing further out. I mean, Hertfordshire has always been very popular. You know, if you look at the places like Rickmansworth, Gerrard's Cross, moving round... Radlett going up to, I suppose, Stevenage. That has always had a certain cachet about it. But people are pushing for a little bit further so north like now. Wellen. Wellen, absolutely. Well, towards, um, towards Cambridgeshire as well. Really towards Cambridgeshire. I mean, Cambridge itself is expensive. Lovely, but that is expensive. But it is becoming popular. And as train services improve in terms of speed, it becomes uh, even more desirable. As communications improve, I'll give you a classic example. You've got the delightful little market town of Petersfield. 
Now that's just on the A3. It is also on the main line to Waterloo. That town in the last 10 years has seen great improvements in its facilities. The A3 commuter route with the Hindhead Tunnel being opened has decreased travel times to London. That is now a really desirable spot. And you're seeing in the little villages and hamlets around Petersfield, you're seeing a great growth in the values. Another place to look? Another place to look, absolutely. And also you've got the benefit of the South Downs and the coast and the Solent within very easy reach, half an hour. You've also got some other, you know, areas as well, which are much further away. You know, the lake, there are areas of there which are still, if you move, if you're away from the tourist traps, there are still some exceptionally good value areas there. You go the areas between, between Manchester and the east coast. Between Leeds, yes. Yep. Uh, you've got some great mm. values there. North Yorkshire, amazing value. You know, just around about, if you pick your moment and pick your place, you can get yeah. everything you want. Are the good value houses still okay for investment? You're talking Ooh. about uh, crystal ball territory here, yeah. but where, <laughs> where, where, I mean, how long is the investment? If the investment is one year or 10 years or 20 years, we, we can't possibly predict. What we can do is we, we can say location. So investments tend to be good around where there's always a populace. So if you've got a university, if you've got uh, good schools, if you've got a good market town, those are always going to do better than areas or, or I suppose areas which are tourist hotspots, but you're going to get limited time in the year when they're fully occupied. I think also there's the uh, the part of the market that does seem to be moving and uh, is really not having quite as much of a flat spot as, as others is the market between the half a million and a million pounds. Family okay. homes within that particular bracket, the transactions are happening. That I perceive as being quite good investment values if you get the price right, because the demand is always there. So they will increase in price. I see a greater increase in price in that bracket than perhaps in the market of two, three, four, five million. And that's probably influenced to some degree by the additional stamp duty as well. Indeed. You know, if you buy your second home, you've got to pay an additional 3%. If you're buying over 937, I think it is, it's more expensive than it was under the old stamp duty regime. So I think it's 937 or 973, I can never remember. But at one point of those, it's you're better off underneath the price range for stamp duty and obviously the opposite is true so if you can buy underneath that stamp duty area then you're still getting better value than people who are moving at a higher price range because they're trying to pin prices back because of the extra tax is there anything else you'd like to add do your homework well make sure you know what it is you're moving into make sure that you don't suddenly find that you're moving somewhere you've moved somewhere that doesn't have the facilities you want be it in terms of shop schools do your homework yeah i used to say Although I used to always think it was a good idea to rent in an area for six months beforehand to actually establish where it is in that area you want to be and why you want to be there. Thank you, John and Jason, for taking the time to talk to me today. Thank you very much. Thank you. If you need any more information, be sure to check out sotheby'srealty.co.uk and you can also find us on Instagram at Charlie Fisher and at UK Sotheby's Realty.